Welcome to Banter, episode 10. We have reached the double digits, Matt. We've finally done it. We've hit the pinnacle. Thank God for COVID-19 to motivate us to be back on a weekly schedule. How does that yeah, sound? This, it, how about it? Miss Rona finally did something for the world. Yeah. And the sponsors are pouring in by the droves now for Banter with our 10th episode. Yeah. Uh, the sponsors being uh, Desperation, Despair, and Sanitizing Masks with Purell. So... Oh, yeah. I was going to say the the federal government sent me $1,200. I thought it was a banter thing. Oh, man. It's so confusing these days. It depends on who you ask. Yeah, that's true, I guess. But uh, anyways, man, um, we decided this week we're going to talk a little bit about just maybe some throwback songs, our first CDs that we purchased. Just um, just to, I know for me personally, I've been doing this 30-day music challenge thing, which everyone probably hates me with... Uh, on my social media accounts, but, uh, one of the days it was like, what is a, today's actually was what, what is a song you remember from your childhood? Okay. So I think that's very fitting. It was like the universe knew this was happening. Today. Yeah. Now, now can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? The 30 day music challenge? Um, it's one of these Instagram things where you, you are so uh, woke, so woke. I'm oh gosh, I'm literally, I am awake right now. <laughs> I am out of bed. Um, we have, um, well, this one is just 30 days. It gives you a different topic. Like what's a song that makes you think about love? I picked back that as up by juvenile. Interesting. Or, is that juvenile? Yeah. 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 That is. Um, and, or it'll be like, what's a song you want played at your wedding or like, what's a song? Well, you've already been there and done that. I mean, you like already been (laughs) married. I've been married. I need a, I need a better topic. So on, on that note, I was, uh, I was gracious enough to be in, or I was grateful enough to be in Matt's wedding, uh, last October, 2018. And he and his wife, Tiffany, shout out to Tiffany. I don't think I've ever seen more costume changes that just kind of came out of surprise, uh, for any wedding I've ever been to, uh, yeah, we did technically <laughs> set the bar at. Well, if you count, if if you say both of us, mine was not really. Well, yeah, I did have a full costume change. I guess I forgot about that. Yeah, multiple ones, uh, multiple one, ones. One, two, three, four, four costume changes. Yeah, especially when we did the flash mob. Was it to yeah. Florida cake? Put it in yeah. your face, smear it on your body. I think we are. I think we were ready to go against any Daisy wedding for number of costume changes. Yeah, two-hour period. Yeah, if I have a Daisy wedding, which you'll probably be a groomsman in, then be prepared for that. <laughs> I love it. So I had the blast with it. So I, I, on that note, um, I think that the thirty-day music challenge sounds like something really fun that I should get into as well. Uh, and I'm with you. I think that the universe did kind of put together something for this for us to talk about and i actually want to maybe make it a little bit more spicy and i will ask you oh yeah yeah so i'll actually start by saying let's talk about our first cds and um the first one being whichever cd we bought and the second one being whichever cd we created remember rewritable cds yeah i was making those as recently as college well i mean it's a great way to kind of practice your VHS retro skills. I may or may not have bought a DVD player recently so I could like play old Jane Fonda style workout DVDs on my computer. Rohan, what if I were to tell you we still have a VHS player in our living room? 
because well, my wife owns many Mary-Kate and Ashley classics only I mean, on VHS. <laughs> those were the days before Mary-Kate and Ashley grew up. And Dare I good. say they're still the days in the Greg household. <laughs> yeah, I might as well, like, you know, sort of preserve those memories and uh, keep it to where it was, you know, back in the day of Full House. We, uh, yeah, we just watched, <laughs> although this time we did stream it, we did watch It Takes Two on Saturday night. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was hung up on Sunday. Oh, man. You couldn't make your yoga class. And, and, and also, what about the Trolls uh, <laughs> update from the other week? Oh, well, I completely lied to all our listeners. We'd ended up not watching Trolls because we are so deep in Ozark right now. I can't help it. Oh, man. Um, it's such a good show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called being spoiled for choice. Um, so so let's start with our first purchased CDs. And oh, yeah, back to music. Back God, to music. This, this always um, takes a turn for movies. Exactly. Um, so my first CD uh, was given to me on Christmas 2000, and it was Blink-182, Mark, Tom, and Travis Show. That oh, That is one of my favorite albums of all time. Their live album. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I think it was so great was because I was getting deep into my Blink, and then it became Blink-182 Rohan, what if I were to tell you, if I were to open my drawer to my desk where I do all of my Whip work it out. home? Hold on. Oh, my gosh. The Banter Studio is about to get super lit. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about the Mark, Tom, and Travis show that I really liked was that it was... This, yep, there it is. I see it. I <laughs> Why see do it. I have? We did not talk about this before. Oh my goodness! I <laughs> love you so much. Predictable, right? You know the thing about the Mark, Tom, and Travis show that I really enjoyed was that it was a combination of a lot of the earlier albums, like Enema of the State, uh, a couple of the other earlier Blink. Well, Enema of the State had just come out the year before in 1999, so it was very mm -hmm. fresh for that uh, live show. Yeah, and that's when it had really good songs like "Damn It" on there. Uh, it had uh, 1997's classic hit, Damn It. Damn It. It had. Off a of Dude Ranch. Yeah, off a of Dude Ranch. And I was actually about to ask what the name of the earlier uh, CD was. And so I'm glad you dude mentioned Dude Ranch, Ranch could also be the name of a porno. Right. And what I loved about the live version was, that was actually. A little, that was a little gross for this family episode. Sorry about that, listeners. Well, it's Monday and it's gray outside and we don't have anything better to do. So we might as well just, you know. Hey, oh, not here in Texas. It's hot as hell. <laughs> it, it was 75 degrees over the weekend in Chicago, and then it became like 40 overnight. Just Oh, God. Par for the course. It's like, it is 90 here. And now we're having a weather podcast. It is 90 here, and I got my first... I got my first sunburn of Hot Guy Summer 2020. No way. Over the weekend. No way. I was mowing in a tank top. Got to get the... Got to show some love to the arms, you know? Okay, so you I'm had trying enough... to have Yeah, I'm trying to have cookie crisp colored skin for Hot Guy Summer 2020, let me tell you. Well, and so you you managed to mow on the lawn while hungover, but yeah. not make it to yoga. Somehow you... Well, first of all, Rohan, I mowed on Saturday, and you do yoga on Sunday. <laughs> did, you have to, is... did you have to drink because you were mowing the lawn and just because of the, you know, the reward myself need? Well, absolutely. If you're not going to drink a crispy boy afterwards, then why do you even do it? By for your neighbors, like a <laughs> like a weirdo. But by no. cr crispy boy, you mean like a PBR tall boy? Uh, I uh, well, we we're currently out of beer. Got to keep it out of the house. Got to keep the body trim. You know, mm -hmm. I'm talking Huncal a can mm -hmm. with my with my favorite Trulies. Uh, shout out to Truly. Just discovered their Truly lemonades this weekend. Oh, so much better than Ooh. White Claw, by the way. Truly is... Heavens to Betsy, I'd have a cup of that every day now. It is so nice and refreshing. Put that over ice. I Good don't Lord, know if, honey. I don't know if the lemonades hit the Chicago market, but I'll have to uh, check it out on my next liquor run. Um, 
I have stocked my bar um, pretty well just in the aspirations of being lame and starting to make my own concoctions, uh, most of which have turned out disgusting. So uh, once I kind of use the rest of my alcohol for Rohan summer 2020, note that it's missing hot summer 2020 because I imagine it's just going to be me like, you know, <laughs> drinking sad watered down cocktails on my couch while like trying to write. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good God. Uh, back to the Mark, Tom and Travis. Show. I had Mark, no Tom idea Travis. that was your first album purchase or that was the first one that you got. Yeah. Who it, bought that for you? My younger brother, Ronan. Shout out to Ronan. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Wait, obviously- how is he like, yeah, that was, that was an explicit album. Very explicit. And that's why I was so shocked because I mean, obviously he didn't buy it. He was like, I don't know, seven at the time. And my mom, uh, was the one that actually purchased it. Uh, for him to give to me so it was like you know uh, his present for me but I remember just opening it up and it just said very very candidly on there explicit content adult advisory <laughs> and it has this like babe with like this bustling bust out on the front and then it has like all these characters well like, it's you know who it is right it's the nurse from enema of the state I did eventually put that together and for a long time I used to think that nurses all looked like that nurse like when they were all like grown up and like worked in hospitals like in downtown cities you know the old days <laughs> yeah and that isn't that the live album where Tom keeps going off stage and he does Satan's voice yes listen up kids this it, is Satan talking especially when they talked about aliens exist or when they played aliens exist rather <clears throat> oh that is good breaking news for banter so you know the the whoever the hell the Pentagon we'll call it the Pentagon just released you know those videos showing hey these are UFOs we didn't know what they were and they're out there so and they used footage from uh, tra uh from um not Travis good lord I keep saying Travis. I meant, um, why am I blanking on, on his name? Oh, not Mark, not Travis. Tom. Oh my, well, the Mark, Tom and Travis. Show. I'm <laughs> such a doo-doo head right now. It's okay. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom DeLong. Yeah. So he, you know, he went on that whole like aliens exists tour and he's been like pumping that for years now. Yeah. And they use some of his found footage. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I always found, so the drummer was kind of different from the two vocalists. I feel like the two vocalists on that CD, um, were just kind of like, especially Mark, just, you know, they had this rapport between the two of them that was kind of crude, but kind of funny. Yeah. Um, you know, that whole album was interesting because they had like all of their classics, but done live, which by the way, like I would, I remember my senior year in high school for whatever reason, like damn it was my like spirit song for like three months. Weirdly. I love that song. I know. And so I actually vacillated between on my little quick little iPod the actual damn it version that came out of I think Dude Ranch or was it uh, Adam of the State whichever one uh, and, uh -huh. and the other one being the live version from Mark Tom and Travis show because uh, if you listen to just to get very you know banter academic technical on here which we tend to do because you know this is about music um, mm -hmm. the 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 beats per minute for damn it was much faster and if you remember like one of the coolest parts about damn it yeah. was the guitar and you as a guitarist probably felt that electricity right as you started so you listening. know so you know I was in a Blink 182 cover band for a minute what haven't you done Matt Greg, you're a tutor, you're an engineer, you're a finance bro, you're an MBA, you change your wedding outfits four times, and now you've apparently been in a cover band for Blink-182? Who yeah. have I known the past four years? I don't know. I'm just a man of many faces. <sighs> most okay. of them... Most of them a six out of ten. <laughs> On a good day, six and a half. I like to say the same thing, that, um, you know, I, I, I like do many things. I don't 
consider it. Oh, I thought you said I was fucking <laughs> ugly. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that, like, I, similar to you, have these, like, you know, various, like, chameleon interests and all over the map, like, teaching yoga, blogging, doing this podcast. And I'd like to say, I'm not, like, particularly great at any of them. I just, like, have fun doing them. And, you know, I, I never really get bored of them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know, 6 out of 10, 6.9 out of 10, whatever. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, but uh, yeah. you know, the, the, so tell me more about this cover band as like a sidebar. That's dope. Well, well, we, <laughs> we, 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 it's such a funny story because it just never came to fruition. Maybe it will though. I'm still in talks with the drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we got together, we practiced all those songs. So like we could have done pretty much all of the Mark, Tom and Travis show straight. Like the, all those songs we had learned along with some of the new ones. I really don't like blink after Tom DeLong left. Mm, yeah, uh, that was weird. There. Their new, uh, their new guitarist, or yeah, guitarist and vocalist Matt Skiba. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Nah. Not for me. So wait, when they, you... he sounds just like Mark Hoppus. I can't handle it. Yeah. So, so when you said that you can sing every song from the Mark Tom and Travis show, you do remember that that album had two CDs. It had like twenty-seven songs on it, including yeah. the really but... vulgar ones. <laughs> Shit, piss, fuck, cut, cocksucker, motherfucker. And our ratings on iTunes just dropped. (laughs) Oh, sorry, guys. No, it's Um, okay. Well, we, uh, so yeah, I mean, well, all their songs are only like two minutes a piece. Yeah, yeah. No, but but, um, I remember, I remember that um, one, so yeah, there was a lot of variety in there. Yeah, and there was definitely, you know, those crude ones that came out, but. Uh, I loved the blowjump also- song, <laughs> classic. Yeah, yeah, and I, I loved that in the CD. There was also these un uh, underrepresented Blink One Eighty Two jams like Voyeur. Uh, I th- oh yeah, I like that one a lot. There was actually a really uh, tough song that they sing about, which was about depression uh, and anxiety. And I think that that was the. Um, I took a laugh and hurried out. I can't wait to get outside. The world is mine to live, to die. What is the name of this? I'm blanking, but you know which one I'm singing. Um, Adam's Song. Adam's Song. Adam's Song. Mark Hoppus, yeah, Mark Hoppus wrote it about his struggle with depression. Did someone actually pass away, or was someone like a suicide survivor that inspired that song? Uh, Mark Hoppus was struggling with depression, and after one of their summer tours, like, you know, because you go from being in the public spotlight and everyone loves you, and then mm-hmm. like you've got three months off where you're, you know, no one gives a shit who you are and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was already struggling with depression, so yeah, I guess he just took it really hard that summer. He, I, it's so emo, but he was also like, like I guess Tom and Travis both had girlfriends at yeah. the time, so they had someone to go home to, and he was just all alone. Mm-hmm. So he got yeah. suicidal. He wrote the song. It's a very moving song. It is. Of all uh, their songs, they're all kind of silly. That one actually has a good message. Yeah. And it's 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 good because I think that after Mark, Tom, and Travis show, I became obviously a Blink-182 aficionado. And the following summer, summer of 2001, was when they released Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. And that's when they had like br- like online songs, uh, The Girl at the Rock Show. And they also had, you know, the similar crude, like whatever, like it's grandma, it's it's Labor Day, and my grandpa just had seven fucking hot dogs, and he shit shit. Even I've only wrapped two, two fucking, fucking presents. presents. Yeah, I mean that that is a, a karaoke song that when you come back to Chicago, we'll 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 hit up Bobby Loves. Shout out to Bobby. Oh, <laughs> shout out to the, shout out to Boys Town. The boys truly are back in town. Trademark pending. 
And you need to be showing up to virtual uh, karaoke one of these Saturday nights. Both you and Lorelai. Okay, lay down the remote control and turn on your Zoom. Um, (laughs) Let's let's so let's kind of uh, wrap up Blink One Eighty Two because I think we kind of talked this to death. And let's punt it over to your first purchased CD. Okay. Um, So um, well, first of all, shout out to Blink One Eighty Two, one of my first true loves. Another childhood memory of mine is the first time I got a cordless phone for my room. Mm. Not a cell phone, but a cordless phone in my room where I could, mm. you know, call God knows who about God knows what. <laughs> probably nothing. Probably nothing. Probably nothing you wanted to talk about in church the next day. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but uh, so the, there was like five jingles on the on the phone that you could program it too so it it was like hey uh and a few other songs but i did all the small things that was my ringtone on my first cordless phone in my room awesome junior high so awesome funny fun fact about that for me yeah (laughs) no i love that i mean it's 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 a every time i feel like i was feeling awkward which was all the time and i i've said this my whole life i don't think my awkward phase ever really ended um (laughs) but in high school and in actually junior high more so uh whenever i would go to like one of those stupid dances organized by the school where everyone felt self-conscious or you know someone's birthday party where they had to invite the entire class no one would feel left out but everyone's like 13 and just kind of looking around at each other awkwardly and it just isn't like comfortable and they're like parent chaperones but like whenever they would bring in um you know a, a dj from like the local Dallas area to play these dances or whenever the radio would play. I, I have to ask now that I'm an adult, who the hell are these DJs DJing dances for 12 year olds? I'll have to ask some of the parents that had these parties like back in 2001. Yeah. I want to, I want to book that guy for a birthday party of mine. Oh my gosh. I know. I can't imagine they're very good and they certainly can't be that expensive. (laughs) And you'll end up wanting to just take over the DJ or just play as you are in your own cover band. Um, And, and I, I just remember that songs like, you know, nobody likes you when you're 23. Um, I mean, basically, the the the, the Blink One Eighty Two songs that were just easily listenable and also very catchy, and just kind of felt like this teenage angst. Like there was a little bit of an empowerment in that, and it yeah. it felt okay to kind of be like a little bit different in that way. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I was totally into the punk thing. You know, I survived the country music purge of Texas and uh, came out uh, hating country music and loving everything else. <laughs> because I'm such a cliche, uh, but anyways, back to uh, back to the topic at hand. So um, I'd say growing up, the CDs that I got first, uh, my parents bought me like classic rock CDs, um, which you know for me being a musician was great because I got to hear a lot of different guitarists and kind of see how songs were put together. But the first CD that I purchased for myself was. Um, Well, actually, I remember this in two phases. So the first CD that I bought for myself using my allowance was uh, Lights and Sounds by uh, Yellow Card. Okay. And uh, I bought the deluxe version for $20. (laughs) Uh, It it also came with a DVD. Yeah. Where I could um, watch music videos and uh, just hear interviews with the band. Okay. Um, How old was I when that came out, though? I don't remember. 
Hang on, this is worth a quick Google search because I need to double check because I could be lying to you. Okay. Now, while you're looking that up, when you say your parents bought you rock bands, I remember you complaining a lot about your mom overdosing your family on ABBA. And well, No, just, my dad, even worse. Boy. My dad was, and is still to this day, into 90s dance music and ABBA. Like Gina G? And like... Well, all those um, like babes that like had those one hit wonders from nineties dance. Yeah, and like disco. all those like she drives me crazy. Ooh, ooh. That's fine, young cannibals. I, I remember I, that song. Yeah, that's a nineteen eighties song. I thought, but it, yeah. Hmm. Well, and, and the the song from Night at the Roxbury, like my dad loved yeah. the hell out of that song. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember the name of, of that song. And then what Abba, is love I, by Hathaway? That's I, what it is. Yeah, yeah. They were all like the the, the first now CD, oh, like I from nineteen ninety eight. I love nineties yeah. <laughs> dance. I hate. ABBA. Oh man, that is a hot take, and I'm here to give it. <laughs> okay, so did you find out what year the uh, the album came out? 2005. So I was correct. I was 14 years old when I bought that. Um, that was the year before I started working at Quiznos. Um, <laughs> another so another character. Really, yeah. yeah. So I really, <laughs> I really had to scrimp and save for that $20 CD back in the day, but yeah, hey, I did it. $20 then, in 2005 is like $30, $35 by today's standard. Granted, you got two and a dvd um no i so that was the first one that i bought for myself but the first one i bought when i had a car with a cd player in it which i had to buy um you know at best buy because my car was old and it had a tape your, player your toyota 4runner no 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 no. that was a car that i had when i was an adult this is when i was a teenager i had a, a 2000 chevy blazer okay because i had a 4runner a 2001 4runner most of my adult life high school college and part of adulthood and uh, it definitely had a CD player, so I was just like, "What?" Oh wait, no, it wasn't two thousand. Maybe it was like nineteen ninety five. This is an old car. But, okay. Um, the first CD that I bought for myself when I was like in high school and you know driving, and this was after I had a job. So I took my first paycheck from my job. Uh, well, no, this was this is my first paycheck at a new job after I got my car, and I went to Best Buy and I bought the Formats uh, Interventions and Lullaby album. Which still to this day remains one of my favorite albums of nice, all time. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, it's Nate. What's that guy's name? Nate Roos or Nate Russ? He's the guy that was in uh, Fun. He sang that song with Pink. Mm. Yeah, reason. I don't know yeah. why he's Macy Gray, but for that voice, it felt right. But uh, yeah, it, it was a great album. Uh, it's kind of like indie and acoustic-y, and they sing about sad stuff, and you know. It's all breakups and stuff. I love it. Maybe that's why I'm still sad today. That's okay. I mean, to each his own, right? Uh, the slow, emotional songs, especially of the mid-2000s, you could have kind of gone in any direction because I remember R&B had really kind of been a big deal in the early 2000s. <clears throat> and we've talked about this ad nauseum, especially during our Gone Too Soon episode where I just started professing my love for Aaliyah. Um, you know, I, I kind of carry that darkness of the R&B like, solace and boy, what a story with her and R. Kelly, huh? I know, right? Um, and so there was that. And then, yeah, you had your your alternative ones. Like, you know, people really got into Cl Kelly Clarkson. Other people got into oh, Pink. Rohan. <laughs> I got the hell into Kelly Clarkson. Her first, uh, her first album after American Idol, I probably could still sing every single word to every single song. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. What the hell was on that album? You got Behind These Hazel Eyes. Okay. I'm not a big uh, I'm, I'm not a big uh, Casey uh, a person besides her major hits. Uh, what's the other song? I'll spread my wings and I'll learn how to fly. 
Did you? What also, is that song? I wouldn't know. Breakaway. Breakaway. That was the name of the album. These Breakaway. are songs I've never even heard of, but I'm happy that she's being <laughs> yes, represented you here. Have. Yes, you have. Quit being selfish. You've heard these songs. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Well, shout out to Kelly Clarkson. You are right, amazing. Your homework Your homework this week is to go listen to that album while you're working. You're, it, it's, okay. First of all, it's wonderful. It's like okay. Colby Calais' first album. It's just, ugh, it's mint on the ears. Just refreshing. Okay, refreshing. I trust you. Refreshing. I believe you. Each track, more refreshing. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um any other comments on 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 the first CD that you bought, and you know the the affection, the relation you have with the band? Um, I well, I would love to see them. I think they're doing they're like now this year doing kind of the new trend where you know these bands from, gosh, what is it now, fifteen years ago? Mm-hmm. Ugh. But they're uh, they're starting to do reunion tours, which is really great um, because the formats first two albums, they I think they only had two albums. Um, the first one was obviously the best. That's the one I bought. Um, and then their second album was good, but it wasn't as good. That mm-hmm. album was Dog Problems. But then they split up, and then they went and, you know, he started Fun, which had a couple good songs. Not like, We Are Young. Oh, sp- I hate that song. Oh, that was a song of the summer, though. No, yeah. I hated it. Every time it came on, I was like, buzzkill. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, my dad would call me an orange ape anytime I didn't like a song that he liked. And I've never heard anyone say that word ever. But I guess that makes you an orange ape for that one song by fun. Now, I did like Some Nights, always. That was like one of the best fun songs ever. Um, and there are a couple other good ones. I just did not like that uh, uh, initial one. That was uh, um, We Are Young. Controversial. I know, At right? Best. I know, yeah. right? Well, yeah. So that's that's all I got to say about the format. Uh, they're a great band. It's a great, great album. Interventions and lullabies. Oh, mm-hmm. Again, just mm, refreshing, mm, refreshing. Ooh, sad, but refreshing. <laughs> refreshing is the the word of the day. I see uh, for banter. So so let's let's punt it back over to the rewritable CDs or the 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 burnable CDs, if if you may. Uh, so my first CD that I burned was in December two thousand as well. I burned nine songs onto this CD, and I actually happen to remember the songs that I burned on there. Let's hear them. Oh, Let's man. hear them and critique them one by one. I might even just kind of break, uh, bunch them by category, so or genre, rather. So the first one was What's Your Fantasy? For whom was the CD? Myself. For yourself? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So first song was What's Your Fantasy by Ludacris. Um Oh, starting off strong. Uh, starting off strong. I mean, that was obviously like a big top 40 song back in like the fall yeah. of 2000. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I believe that came on the CD Southern Hospitality, or it could have been something else. I can't remember exactly. Ludacris came out with two big CDs, one in 2001 and 2001. The 2001 was called Word of Mouth, spelled M-O-U-F. O-U-F. Yeah. And that's had, that's what had like Welcome to Atlanta and all those other things. Um but the one that was in the year 2000, um, oh, it was back for the very first time. That's what it was. Um, so I had that. I, I so I had I like I like Luda. Um, you know, he, controversial person. I actually really do respect Chris Bridges a lot. I've always just thought he's very authentic. Um, some of his like. Vocal- Did you just say his real name? Chris Bridges. Yeah. Good grief. Well, you know that he was an actor as well, or is an actor. He was in that movie Crash. Uh, in 2005, great movie. Uh, uh, he was in a movie I like to call The Fast and the Furious. Yes, too fast for y'all. I mean, obviously, I couldn't, could, I failed to mention that one. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, Lotte Fantasy was on there. The next one that I had was by Ja Rule and Christina Million. Every little thing that you do. And oh, so Ja Rule really had some good duets back in the day. Oh my gosh, she performed with Aaliyah. He performed with, uh, like I said, Christina Million. He performed with Ashanti, always on time. Jennifer Lopez, I'm real. Yeah, in that voice. Why aren't we famous when we can do such a convincing jaw rule? <laughs> Impression, right? Um, dude, that dude is jacked, by the way, too. He looks like he could just like kill anybody. Um, yeah, he's he's like ridiculously huge. <laughs> um, yeah. But then, or he was at least until Fire Island, I guess. Um, <laughs> Fire Island. <laughs> I completely forgot that he was like involved with that. Oh man, um, uh, bless you, bless your heart, Ja Rule. <laughs> um, so after Ja Rule, I had on there two Christina Aguilera songs. I find this a little bit embarrassing, oh. but I don't know why. Just for whatever reason, I was like, okay, screw it. Um, you know, Christina Aguilera, as I call her, a poor man's Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, a lot of people shit on her. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, I mean, like I, I find that Tina's Tina's okay. Like, I mean, uh, but it was like genie in a bottle, and then like what a girl wants. I mean, like why? Wa- yeah, that song slaps. <laughs> I'm not even here to apologize, Ben. Yeah, we we can fast forward through that one. Um, wait, wait, wait. What was the other one? <laughs> call, call me baby. No, it was uh, genie in a bottle, and uh, uh, what was it? Come on, no, not come on over. Uh, what a girl wants. <laughs> Oh, what a girl needs. Whatever makes you happy sets, sets you free. free. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, I, I can guarantee you that so many dudes can sing every lyric to that song because it's so catchy and sweet. Um, and how else were they going to, like, figure out how to, like, you know, hold hands with a girl for the first time? I don't know. That's, that's, that's you got to find out what a girl wants, what a girl needs. Thank God so, someone taught me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Bless you, Christina. I also had DMX on there, uh, Lose My Mind. Um, Party Up In Here was actually the name of it, right? Uh, Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make make me go go out. 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 Um, I think that might have been from the Rough Riders anthem, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh Um, Almost done here. Four more songs. Uh, Fat Boy Slim, The Rockefeller Skank. um, Wait, they had more than one song? That was the one that they have. There was Praise You and then the Rockefeller Skank. That was like, check it out now. The funk so bravo right oh, about that's the name now. Of that song. Yeah. Everyone I thought it was called che- was Everyone thought it was called Check It Out, but it was really called the Rockefeller Skank, um, which is so punk hey, they, skateboarding. They did have two songs because Praise You is a great mm-hmm. song. Absolutely. No, actually Fatboy Slim had a lot of kind of good songs back in the day funny enough we've talked about fat boy slim on banter before we really have just been kind of nailing this haven't we um of all bands yeah i mean we're we're professionals that's what people are paying us for exactly exactly and you and i can talk like all the time so um i I had that song i had uh randomly on there uh open your heart to me by madonna uh that was the first 80s pop song that i fell in love with i was at the dentist getting my teeth did one August, and I remember that was playing on like K. I think it was Mix 1029, which is still alive and well in Dallas, the best of the 80s, 90s, and today. Um, but yeah, it had that, um, you know, True Blue. Um, I am surprised that like Sam Smith or like some other like really prominent male uh, solo vocalist hasn't like adapted that song and made it to like a different, I don't know, thing, right? Because like, you know how like a lot of, um, a lot of common uh, things and themes that we've seen are reverse gender 
uh, mm -hmm. singing of songs, right, in, in today's times. Uh, and that making it, um, you know, kind of a really neat way to sort of be about love and expression and non-binary and, you know, uh, progressive, which is, which is super dope. Um, and uh, I think that the other, you know, three songs that I had on there were, were something along the lines of, uh, you know, maybe a combination of Snoop Dogg, a combination of uh, some something alternative, and then uh, maybe one more pop thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was kind of an eclectic mix of songs. I, I'd like to say that... How did you... Let me ask you this. How did you come by those songs? Did you have to torrent them? Woof. I was not expecting to have to answer this FBI, question. FBI, please turn oh, off your headphones oh my gosh. for the next five minutes. I know. I was that guy. I used Napster. My poor yeah. father was like very irate with us because like it caused viruses and while we're while we're talking right now I'll just come clean there was also a love affair after Napster was shut with Bear Share and then Bear Share was shut and then Kazaa and that was shut and then LimeWire um, LimeWire I know Bay. oh my goodness it's it's like I, I I feel so terrible saying that because now I'm all about like Spotify and paying for it and SoundCloud and paying for it, but that's a different story. I'm not like holier than thou. I um, would allege that they probably get paid the same amount between me torrenting it and streaming right. on Spotify. You know, but, side, uh, sidebar, what? I have to say something that really just kind of made me angry. Um, you know how I, I am very involved with like the various communities here in Chicago, and you've seen them firsthand, one of which being, um, you know, just a lot of my friends are drag performers. And over the weekend, um, you know, the Bollywood drag or Desi drag has become such a huge thing around the world. Um, and there's an event every quarter in Toronto held by this group called Rangila, which is like, I mean, th they have people that are from like Pakistan, Trinidad, India, you name it. It's such a big representation. Mm -hmm. So obviously, given COVID, they did their um, thing on Zoom. It was like a two-hour thing. I mean, it was so well done. But it kept getting canceled because apparently there were issues with, um, with, with song rights. And so for whatever reason, some people just kept coming out and canceling it. And it kind of ruined the show. And it's like these, these artists are using mixes that they've made themselves – of classical old Hindi songs from yesteryear mixed with modern and pop. And for a lot of these people, this is kind of their source of income. And, and by getting canceled and by like not being able to like raise money on GoFundMe, this stuff, you know, and, and so I'm just kind of like licensing rights. I get it. Like I get why it needs to exist. But I feel like in this day and age with COVID-19, there needs to be a little bit of a pardon with that. And it's controversial. I get it. But I'm, I'm sure you feel the same kind of rage and annoyance by that just like cancel culture, you know? Well, it's 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 I I think it may may have to do with the record company itself and not the artist as much. It just depends mm. how much they pursue the stuff. Like you'll have some artists like Beyonce will come after you if you use her songs for something that you're not supposed to. But Beyonce. and you have like this whole cover band scene thing that goes on in a lot of large cities, and right. they rely on that same thing for their income too. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's it's a fine line, especially in today's age where musicians aren't really making it. It's ironically enough not making a whole lot of money off the music itself. It's more of the hmm. the peripheral that comes with it, like the merchandise and mm. uh, you know touring and that in general, selling out crowds. Yeah, I, I guess it's all. I mean, it's music related, but the actual you know selling of records is kind of in the past. Yeah, it's just interesting because you know these artists would have normally just remixed them and played them at a brick and mortar stage studio at a bar, you know, and wherever they are. Um, and instead, what people had done was that they had performed and filmed this ahead of time, sent it in, and someone was broadcasting it on Zoom live to you know the audience. Yeah, um, I think the big crime, the bigger crime, is like if I were to 
you know, if my band, we did a cover of a song and then we went to sell that song on, you know, iTunes or something, that's, then that makes sense. You're just ripping off someone else's work. But mm-hmm. yeah, the people that are just like using the songs to perform out live, especially just to dance to, like, give me a break. I know. Well, so what, an, what else is music for, you know? I know, right? And and on that note, let's let's kick it over to you. What, what was your first burned CD? Oh, God, I don't even want to think about this. <laughs> I wish I had it, though. Um, my, God, my, uh, ugh, I, well, I had quite the collection of burn CDs, too, because I, you know, I had yeah. this big music taste, but, you know, only so many megabytes you could fit on a CD, which mm-hmm. it is gross, you know, what kind of stuff you can, you, you can only get, like, Oh, actually, back in the day, what, you get 19 songs on a CD? 20? Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on length, depending on kilobytes, but yeah, about yeah. more or less. I was thinking of my MP3 player, but... Uh, oh, yeah, that thing was garbage. Oh, that thing had no storage capacity whatsoever. It was like eight songs, and like I never yeah. updated it, because I'm like, this is more trouble than this. Yeah, MP3 players were... Yeah, one gigabyte. Ew. I had... Um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember some songs that I had on there. I'm getting put on the spot, now I'm nervous. Mm. I, I, I had, Quit like, stalling. I, I, gosh, I guess well, I've already made the big confession that I've seen Nickelback live. So I guess there's not really much that I, I don't want to talk about that deter. Um, our, gosh, I, I don't know. I, I liked a lot of, I liked Usher back in the day. I liked, um, I, gosh, I listen to Screamo though, or whatever you want to it's call okay. it. It's okay. It's okay. I call Panic it post hardcore. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it. look, Hard, ha- Hawthorne know, Heights, Panic at the Disco. Under, it's a safe space. Under Oath. Yeah, it's a safe space. Safe space. That's what that's what little Matt, little impressionable Matt, running around trying to figure out his way in this world. (laughs) That's what I was listening to. Yeah, I also had like some classic rock songs on there. So, um, like ACDC, I liked because I was you know every white guy in America. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I'm going to stop you right there. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of the classic rock bands, and again, something we've talked about like Queen, whatever. In the 80s, it was actually a lot more homoerotic and not really heteronormative. And everyone, yeah, even though it was kind of like represented by the, you know, white people say, you know, thuggestruck. Like, actually, the song, you know, and all of these songs were much more representative of a, like, genderqueer, non-binary, sort of fluid, whatever. Well, it's funny, like, if you consider what was discussed in those old songs and like you hear parents today getting mad about I don't know, explicit rap songs it's like are you kidding me mm-hmm. like I I had a copy of Aerosmith's greatest hits and on there they have a song called big 10 inch record huh well I'll tell you what the song is not referring to and it is record sir <laughs> it has like nothing re- to do with the I'd flop. like a refund on this album <laughs> ma'am it has nothing to do with the disc I have been lied to and <laughs> <laughs> Let wow shenanigans eh yeah um, yeah if you check out yeah. the banter twitter we we posted a, 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 a little link on friday last week about 20 songs that you probably don't know the meaning of or the hidden meaning of one of which being uh the third eye blind song uh semi-charm kind of life which is basically all about doing crystal meth crystal meth <laughs> and blood jobs yeah yeah and so there's you're absolutely right so um Anyway, back to you know the 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 records and white people as you were saying. <laughs> well, where do I start? Uh, <laughs> uh, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but then I had like my classics like Elton John. I mean, he was my 
he's my hero growing up because I learned how to play piano based mm-hmm. on his work. I got super into Dave Matthews band starting at age about 15. Mm-hmm. I've seen him, you know, what is it? Something like 13 times now. So yeah. Yeah. Sweet I remember your t- you, Dave guy. Yeah. We talked about it on episode nine. Yeah. Um, so just that kind of stuff. And then, you know, the poppy songs that were out that at that time, mm-hmm. uh, I'm at a loss. Oh, that that freaking Tim McGraw Nelly song was for sure on there. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that song. Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. It's fire emoji 100 with three underscores and the <laughs> girl doing the hair flip emoji right three in a row. Uh, <laughs> um, there was actually one song that I did forget to to mention that was on my first CD, and that was Baja Men Who Let the Dogs Out. Who? We got to ask who let those dogs out. <laughs> and actually, that was another song that was referenced on that article we posted. Apparently, that song was about catcalling and how they wanted to do an anti-catcalling kind of statement about how, oh. like, women were being catcalled, especially like in you know tropical uh, countries like Bahamian or I assume the Bahamian is that what it is or Jamaican? I'm not really sure. I thought they just were really into Baja Blast from you know Mountain Dew. Oh, that could be it too. Who knows? No, I see. I've heard that song was about when unattractive people come into the into a club. <laughs> I, I did never. Which heard is the that. exact opposite of what you said. Oh, I like your story better. Oh man, it's like we either have the like you know body positive affirmative version of it, or we have the uh, subtle undertone of otherness oh my gosh oh well maybe we should just leave it at that uh subject to that interpretation <laughs> i i liked yours better and i'm choosing to believe that in my reality oh man well matt it's been so much fun recording episode 10 with you i'm so happy that banter's yeah. back we made it into the double digits as far as episode count i mean we're on a roll that uh, so i i've got a little bit of other news that i've unearthed in the past share week. share 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 there are at the same time we were recording the Banter Podcast, there was another Banter Podcast. They were called Banter The Podcast, and we were just Banter. Mm-hmm. So that's how we could get away with our names. Mm-hmm. But I just want to point out, those guys folded like a goddamn deck of cards in 2018, never to be heard from again after what? their three-episode run. Yeah. And guess who's back live in 2020? It's us. Oh, my God. Oh my God, he's back again! <laughs> oh my NSYNC. God, he's back. Again. Oh, speaking of Instinct, they would have definitely been on my yeah playlist. And but anyways, I, yeah, who could yeah, man, who couldn't resist? Also, like it's gonna be May, like you know. <laughs> I, I just had to listen to that for this month. <laughs> I I love um, shout out to my friend Adam Fonseca. He's a musician. Um, he went to college with me. He was voted sexiest Indian guy at Notre Dame, and he was from like New Orleans, and you know. He's a doctor, and now he's moving to Chicago, so I'm pretty stoked for it. You're going to have awesome. a, another person to karaoke with next time you come visit besides Hell me. Yeah. Uh, but Adam, he, he, uh, he was telling me that the, the funny thing about, like, um, it's going to be May, like, on the Justin Timberlake thing is that, like, there's just so many variations of, like – at the end of April, there's like this Justin Timberlake meme that goes around where he's got this huge smile on his face. And this is from the NSYNC days where he's got like a bleached fro. So he oh looks God. like just exceptionally like innocent and boyish and kind of like a huge tool. But it's like roses are red, violets are blue. It's the end of April, but in a few days, it's going to be May. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, on that note, we should uh, we should just wrap up here. So thanks for letting us know about the other banter podcast. We wish them well. Hey, screw those guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We're not talking about them anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we, we really appreciate you guys being here. We've had so much fun chatting. Um, please let us know what you think. Leave us a review. Write us a response. Tell us what you guys want us to cover in our episodes. Uh, we're kind of just moving with this fluidly and having fun while we do it. Yeah, it sounds good. We'll get a guest on here eventually. Yeah, eventually. Once COVID-19's over. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.